TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. It is Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. On Wednesdays around here, we do something called the Great Debate Series. Today, greatest sports anthems, of which I believe that I have slam dunk won this debate mm. feel very confident that the Alan Parsons project song serious, which is the Chicago bulls anthem is the hands down greatest sports anthem that we have. Yeah. I, uh, I put it out on Twitter. What's the best one. A lot of people like that bulls anthem. It's, it's pretty the best, good. but there's some really fun. Ones. <laughs> I guess in 1998, the Astros, Derek Bell Walked up to Funky Cold Medina. Oh, that's a good one. That's pretty good. But is that like what we're talking about? That's just a, a fun song. Well, in a walk-up song or like a, you know, yeah. walk-up music or closer mm. music, I think is associated with one person. Why I like the Alan Parsons Project song is because it's associated with a whole team and like an era of championship basketball True. for the Bulls. And it's so associated with winning, you know? Yeah. How about You're the Best, the walk-up in Karate Kid 1? You're the best that's, around, yeah, that's but that's a not, that's a little different. It's a movie, also that's not real. Yeah, and someone said the Augusta theme, <laughs> the oh, the Masters, like the Masters <laughs> theme, just because it gets you fired up if you're on your couch. I think that's exactly what we're talking about here. Wait, the do do like the yeah. Jim Nance, like, yeah, Welcome like the to fake birds cabin? in the background. <laughs> uh, you mentioned, by the way, Renegade. There's a lot of I got a bunch of Renegade at Steelers games. Yeah. That must be. This is the banger walk-up music. It does get you in a good mood. You're like, oh, okay, I'm going to sit on my couch and I'm going to eat some food and I'm going to watch some golf. <laughs> it's yeah, not a, it's I guess not... every like middle-aged dude in the country. Congrats! I mean, it's like yeah, porn yeah. for you guys. Yeah, yeah. No, this is that's this is a... bow chicka bow wow for. Yeah, that's our May enthusiasts. our May Super Bowl. <laughs> it's like, okay, family, I'm going to put you to the side and we're going to watch some golf. <laughs> oh yeah. The magnolias. Do no, I, this doesn't do it for me. Like, uh, get some birds out Can I get the Alan Parsons project? I mean, this is you're comparing it to something that just can't be compared. It's too good. You know, we've been reimagining a few things here now that we're a morning show. I think this song might need like a permanent place on this show at some point. Huh. I don't think we'd be the first radio show to open with that song. That worries <laughs> me a little bit. Ah, oh, it's been around since the early nineties. Wait, just to be fair, you know, can we play my song? Maybe get a little, uh, get All a little right. rocky music in here. What? What? Win. Win. Okay. Oh. What are we waiting for? Take this. 
this is my issue with the Rocky themes. Number one, you got two. You got this and you have Eye of the Tiger. No, you don't. They're competing against each other. They're, They're cannibalizing not. each other. They're not at all. And then number two, only Philadelphia people get pumped that up. That is not this. true. You're telling me people don't use Rocky for inspiration? Like in other cities? Nah. It's Rocky. <laughs> it's just your thing. No one wants to copy Philly. Anyway, well, you so. You're telling me you've never heard uh, a Rocky story for any team besides Philadelphia? It's the most famous underdog in the history of sports movies. It's Rocky. I know, but it's your proprietary. Like... No, it's America's Rocky. 855 2124 CBS. So there you go. Uh, with our great sports anthems, There's a lot more, of course, but those were two that rose to the top for us. Let us know what you think. Meanwhile, um, let's put off Aaron Rodgers for just a moment, guys, because we did like this idea. Uh, Ryan Hickey had this idea, a little belief meter for some of these young quarterbacks um, in the NFL right now, because you got a few guys who are kind of teetering. Ryan, if you have the list, I'm asking you for this on the fly. And are we going one to 10 here? Or are we doing grades? What do we decide? On air production meeting. I think grades, right? One to ten work? One what? to ten or, or A, B, C, D, E, F? No, I, you got to oh, go one to right. ten. It's a belief so, meter. <laughs> a meter is not, you can't give, a C is not an answer on a meter. It's like uh, the meter in your house. Oh, got it. Okay, belief so, meter. I don't know what that means. <laughs> couple of these young quarterbacks. Hit us off, Ryan. Who's got the first one? Let's start Jordan Love. Three interception game on Monday Night Football. Six picks his last three games. Where's your belief meter in Jordan Love? Jordan Love belief meter with me right now is about a four and a half. And here's why. This guy's not a rookie, okay? I was expecting that it was going to look a little bit better. Now, I realize he doesn't have a lot on his offense. He doesn't have, clearly, he doesn't have a wide receiver he trusts right now. The line is a little banged up. Just thought it would look a little bit better, a little more buttoned up. Yeah, I could tell in week one when everyone was singing his praises, I'm like, ooh, this offense does not look good. Uh, I think... I think you're absolutely right. It's the system around him is not there yet. And they don't, they never let him run a passing offense. It reminds me of Justin Fields last year. Like, do you ever see him just have, like, an easy pass over the middle? No, he's always moving around. He seems to be hot in the second half. I'm going five and a half because the upside is still there. The arm is crazy. Like, I know he underthrew that last interception against the Raiders, but he can, like Rodgers, roll to his right and fling it 60 yards downfield. So on physical ability, I'm giving him five and a half. Ryan, who's next? What about Commander's quarterback, Sam Howell? Even lower for me. This is going to be like a four. Um, It was always a little bit odd that they were so committed to Howell in the beginning. Now, he's shown some flashes, but that's what they are, flashes. And unlike uh, Jordan Love, you know, he actually does have weapons. I mean, Terry McLaurin got paid. He's a pro bowler. You do have Dotson, of course. That's a... Ryan Hickey's guy, right? Isn't he a Penn State dude? You, you know it. You've got yeah. like offensive weapons on this team, and yet still you're not seeing any consistency from Howell yet. I'm going way higher. I think a six. Uh, even in that Bears loss, like he was the better quarterback in the second half of that game. When they start moving, I, I do agree with you. The weapons are great there. Yeah. He gave my Eagles everything they could handle. They lost in overtime. I think there's something there. I know. I think if he was drafted in the first round, yeah, we would think that he's a success. Oh, but this the fact, is draft bias. This is draft bias. Huh. A little bit. And his team is bad, too. But I think if he was a first-round pick, which he probably should have been all along, then we would not be worried about him. We'd be like, oh, the upside is still there because he's mobile, clearly has enough arm strength. He's a little short, but I think he's a really interesting player. Who's next, Ryan? Speaking of weapons, you seems like Desmond Roder has a lot of weapons down there in Atlanta. Where's your belief meter right now in the second-year quarterback? 
Well, congrats. You beat the Texans, which is actually not bad. The Texans are are a better football team than I think any of us really thought. And I my belief meter on CJ Stroud would be like a like a seven right now. But for Ritter, it's going to be lower, like a three and a half. Again, coming off of a good game, but that's kind of it, right? Yeah. We haven't had anything. And the fact that he does have these weapons, I was a big Ritter supporter when he was coming out mm. in the combine in the draft, but I, I have to say I've jumped off the bandwagon. Yeah, I think he saved his job last week with that win because Taylor Heineke's breathing down. And I think Arthur Smith might want to make a move for Ryan Tannehill or something because that's a playoff team that he is torpedoing a little bit. Just what about Kirk Cousins? Yeah, people say Cousins. I just... I feel like Tannehill might be a better option because he knows Arthur Smith's offense like the back of his hand. So I wonder about the adjustment period there. Uh, Cousins would be good, too. I'm at a two. I really, I don't quite understand what they saw in Desmond Ritter coming into the season because they are really kind of loaded for bear at other parts of their offense. You make a good point about Heineke, too. High-end backup, you know? Yeah. A guy who can actually win you games, not just come in and kind of just be a guy. Winning that game was so important for Ritter and playing well in it, too. If not, then I think that would be one of the big storylines this week. What's Atlanta going to do? All right, who's, who's next? next? All right, scale 1 to 10, what is your belief in Patriots quarterback Mac Jones? Uh, I mean, are we going into the negatives here? It's like a negative two. I'm sorry. I, You know, Mac Jones, he fooled me a little bit because that first rookie season when they made the playoffs, I know it wasn't perfect, <laughs> but it's like, all right, if this is his first year in the league, He'll build on this and build on this. There's a lot of people to blame and a lot of blame to go around here. Bel- Belichick is not blameless here. The different types of offensive coordinators, the fact that he doesn't have great weapons, but Mac Jones has kind of been a zero and a little bit too of that loser energy, right? Like there was the stories coming mm. out that he was kind of going outside the organization to look for some help. And I don't know if that's what you want for your quarterback. Well, the thing about it, Name a young quarterback who can't run at all. Mac Jones runs like he's 42 years old. He is so unathletic, which might work in the right system, but I, I think they misjudge what you need in today's quarterback. That's my big problem. Also, it's his arm and like everything about him is not great. I'm at a zero, actually. I don't think, I don't think there's any system that he's going to find that fits him. It's not going to work in New England, so where does he go? I, I think he's already a backup. Interesting. Did you see that uh, Dan Orlovsky said that if he was in San Francisco, he'd be better than Brock Purdy? Oh, yeah. Well, San Francisco, yeah. Anybody can go there. There's 60 quarterbacks. <laughs> you could be, by the way, you could be a zero on our belief meter and still win a playoff <laughs> game in San Francisco. All right. Who's next? Let's stick in the AFC East. How about Jets quarterback Zach Wilson? Like a one and a half? Which is up, which is up wow. from zero. Skyrocketing confidence in Zach Wilson. <laughs> I know. I'm bleeding confidence in Zach Wilson. No, a one and a half for me. Listen, Denver's defense stinks, and he still threw a bad pick at the end of that game. Yeah. And that was a roller coaster. Let's not act like the Jets won that game and they had it the whole way. Like, it took a sack fumble of Russell Wilson return for a touchdown to really seal it. I am enjoying this Zach Wilson experience so much. To see him give just enough hope to those poor Jets fans and then throw it. Beautiful 20-yard pass to Garrett Wilson and then throw a pick the next play. I'm at a half. I'm at a half. Uh, and I think the bad thing is he's showing just enough where the Jets are going to keep him and not trade for a veteran and probably cost themselves a playoff trip this year. I mean, that's probably what's going to happen. I think you're right. And Jets fans should be incensed about that because if you had a chance to actually bring in anyone, I don't know if they did. They brought in Trevor Simeon. But if you had a chance to bring in anybody who could be a little bit more competent and did not do it, that just screams ego from the organization because you picked him second overall and you don't want to admit that you're wrong or you're just keeping the 
the bed warm until Aaron Rodgers comes back. Here's a, a question about Rodgers. So he's going to be 40 coming off the Achilles. They're putting all their eggs into the Rodgers basket for next season. I'm not trying to be this person, and I'm not wishing it on him, I promise. But what happens if he comes out in the first game, hurts himself again? You're going to find yourself in the same position. You'll have no one but yourself to blame. You don't have confidence in a 40-year-old coming off an ACL, Maggie? What's wrong with <laughs> Achilles, you? Achilles, ACL. Yeah, you know he's doing different surgical procedures and rehab methods yeah. that anyone in history Dolphins. has done. Yeah, I know. The Dolphins fornicating. It's all very funny. I mean, listen, look, look what you're trying to break down. The, you're saying the Jets don't have a sound plan at quarterback? <laughs> uh, that's like saying the sun is going to rise tomorrow. Okay. Yes, of course not. And I've been somebody who's actually been critical of Joe Douglas. And everyone tells me, no, 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 you can't be critical of Joe Douglas because he drafted Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner. Okay, great for you. But have you solved the most important position on the in the entire sport? No, you got lucky that Aaron Rodgers wanted to come to New York basically to stick it in the face of the Packers. Yeah, I love Joe Douglas. I will say People no way. Joe Douglas. Yeah, I'm he's like, such I, a good dude. Ah, oh, salt of the earth. There's so many. Okay, a lot of guys are good dudes. It doesn't mean, but I'm talking about critically what he's done with the team. Yeah, no, the Zach Wilson pick was bad, but if he had just picked the right quarterback there, the problem was that draft <laughs> That draft was Trevor Lawrence 1, yeah. Zach Wilson 2, Trey Lance 3, Justin Fields 11, and Mac Jones 15. So was there another quarterback out of that group you want? Uh, no, but I probably would have actually rather had probably Fields. He's wow, the only that, one. That's inspiring. Is that the is that who's next there, Ryan? We have two more. We can go right to Justin Fields. Yeah, yeah Justin Fields to me is at least at like a four and a half. Okay, at least he sh- he's shown that he can throw the ball. And um, they actually get the ball to DJ Moore. It looks good. Yes, I'm into. I'm going to go up to six on Justin Fields. You dude's thrown eight TDs in the last two games. Yeah. There's something there. Uh, six. I, I'm not even sure it's going to happen in Chicago because they might get the number one pick. But do you think, here's the question, has he earned the right to start next season somewhere or at least compete for the starting job? I think that someone's going to bring him in to compete for the starting job yeah. if it's not Chicago, definitely. I don't right. know if it's salvageable in Chicago. Maybe he needs to go somewhere else, but I, he, he's shown that he can throw the ball. And I think the issue, too, is Chicago's had such bad luck, like the Jets at quarterback, that you, you other teams are going to look at him and say, wow, if we got him into our system, he'd be much better. So he's shown enough. Save his job. Although, you know how teams are. They might hold on to Justin Fields and not draft a quarterback. Oh, that'd be weird. Is there actually another person on this list? Yeah, wait, there's another one? Who do we got? One more. Kenny Pickett. Oh, oh boy. That's your a, belief level? That is a can of worms right there. He's the new Bermuda Triangle. This used to be the Derek Carr was the Bermuda Triangle of oh. quarterbacks. You just can't have a conversation with him. You end up crashing your boat right into the middle of the ocean. Who do you blame for Kenny Pickett's oh, struggles? So here's the thing about Pickett. I'm going to give him a five and a half. Again, another person I was high on coming out of college. But I'm going to give him a five and a half, and here's why. Kenny Pickett has shown last year and this year he can lead a game-winning drive. Those other okay. quarterbacks that we're talking about, like, I don't know if I, I don't trust Justin Fields for a game-winning drive. I don't trust Mac Jones for a game-winning drive. Zach Wilson, no. Like, at least I've seen Pickett be able to win the game okay. when it mattered. I am going to go even higher. I'll go five and a half because you got to get him away from Matt Canada. So he has the biggest built-in excuse, the most uh, beleaguered offense coordinator in the NFL, Matt Canada. So if you take Canada out of the picture and you give him an offensive mind, which I don't think Mike Tomlin's in any hurry to do, then I think you can be much better. Guy's got an arm. He can move around a little bit. Seems to make good choices. I think there's a lot of potential there. 855-212-4CBS, 
Uh, we've got a poll question out, right? I believe we do. The poll question today is about rivalries. Who's the best rivalry in the NFL right now? And your choices were thus. Oh, boy. Cowboys 49ers or Aaron Rodgers, Travis Kelsey. And right now, Rodgers, Kelsey is leading at 58%. Yeah, there's no real 49ers, Cowboys rivalry. (laughs) So instead, it's like vaccine, no vaccine with Kelsey and Rodgers. A conversation that, quite frankly, we haven't had in like 18 months. But the two of them, well, Rodgers is bringing it back into the fold. Honestly, I think the vaccine is just an excuse. I think it's Aaron Rodgers does not like an NFL player getting more attention than him. This is how can I get the attention back? Not whether I believe in the vaccine or not. <laughs> you think it's all a ruse just to keep his name in the headlines? I just think he sees uh, Travis Kelsey getting all these commercials, State Farm, dating Taylor Swift, all these profiles. He doesn't like that. I don't, I don't think this is about Fauci and the vaccine. Yeah. I think this is about the spotlight. It's about the attention. I got to admit, we'll play a little Roger sound coming up in the next segment, but I have to admit, I feel like I've become an Aaron Rodgers body language expert now Mm. because of all these appearances on Pat McAfee. And every time they're not talking directly to him or about him, he looks completely disinterested. Like he can't even fake the interest if they're not talking to him or about him. Well, why would they be talking about something else? They'll go on a little tangent, a little side thing, and he's just like staring off into space. (laughs) They can't keep his interest for five seconds if it's not about him. Meanwhile, well, I mean, he's an interview subject. Maybe he has a right to be like that. We will play some Aaron Rodgers for you in just a moment. Yes, we're buying in. 855-212-4CBS. Also, your greatest sports anthems. That's the topic of our great debate series today. So much to do. So glad you're with us. It's Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. We're back here on Maggie and Perloff. So we're now a morning show, 6 to 10 Eastern here on CBS Sports Radio. I think we need a ground rule on What's an that? important topic. I think you guys are a little mean rooting against my teams. How do you approach your coworkers' teams? So the Phillies play tonight, yeah. and I know you do not want them to win. Just I admit know. it. Right. I do not. And I root against your teams. I actually found myself rooting against the Bills the other day, who I used to love. <laughs> so, I've ruined them for you. <laughs> yes. What, what is this instinct to want your friends to suffer? It's funny because I don't want you to suffer. Well, like personally, I want you to prosper. I just want all your teams to fail. You don't want me walking in with that air of, ooh, I just won a game last night. It's obnoxious. No, it's it's actually not. I don't even care about the Eagles, actually. I'm okay with the Eagles. I've got other Philadelphia sports fans in my family that are Eagles fans. It's something about the Phillies. That's where you lost me. Yes. I hated Chase Utley so much. I just, that's part of it. So if the 76ers or the Flyers won, you'd be fine with that? 76ers I'm okay with, yeah. Flyers, I got no, I got no beef. Okay, that's good to know. Well, it's just you. Good and for the me. Phillies. The Eagles are really good. Yeah. Eight five five two one two four CBS came across this video. Get to the calls in a moment. Came across this video. Apparently, the weather in South Bend is supposed to be really, really crappy this weekend. So you got USC coming to town. USC is not used to playing in some really bad weather. So there's practice footage. It's coming out. That's got a a coach with like basically a. It's not like a hose. It's like something you would spray like insecticide on your lawn. That's full of water, hopefully. Just water. And they're spraying guys trying to come up with punt returns and kick returns, like to simulate the rain. Wow. I don't think that's going to (laughs) work. It's supposed to be like a deluge, too. I don't think a couple sprinkles 
coming out of a hose is going to do it. So if Notre Dame wins because of the rain, does the committee look at that loss and say USC has an excuse because of that? That's a good re- I mean, I know Notre Dame's favored in that game. Can you do a weather excuse? Yeah, if you're looking at the committee and USC somehow wins the Pac-12, they could be like, well, they lost to Notre Dame, but it was raining. Yeah, but they USC plays at Oregon and it rains in Oregon. And well, yeah, but you might get part of the Pac-12. You might get lucky and not rain in Oregon. I mean, have the Ducks played a rain game yet this year? I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. I I don't think the committee can do that. Is there no, a weather th- stipulation? The committee takes into all types of things. Yeah, I think if USC loses this game to Notre Dame, they have a great excuse. If this rain is going to be where you say it will. Yeah, it looks like high of like 59 and just lots and lots of rain. Yeah, like that, five hours of that, rain. That is not good for USC. When you think about their offense and their defense and Audrick Estime on Notre Dame, that's not good. Uh, let's go to the phones. Uh Chai is in Pennsylvania, wants to weigh in on our great debate series, which is Greatest Sports Anthem. Hey, Chai. Hey, how are you guys doing? First off, I'd like to say I really miss you guys on the afternoon drive home, but uh, your morning show seems to be just as entertaining. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Yes, and uh, and Maggie, you could hate me too because I love all Philadelphia teams. We could talk for like another hour of, about the um, – <laughs> the Phillies game on Monday, but I would like yeah. to address the, uh, the Rocky themes, national appeal. Sure. Okay. I got a little story to back it up. While I was in boot camp, U S army infantry, Fort Benning, Georgia, the morning that we woke up to do our final physical training test, they woke us up to the Rocky theme. And this is mm. in Georgia wow. and U S army is everybody mixed. Yeah. But they woke us up to that, and uh, wait a minute, Chai. Can can I ask you a question? Was uh, forgive me because I've never served, uh, and thank you for serving. But did did they use music a lot as motivational tool? No, that that was like the no. They <laughs> they they come in and and bang on garbage cans and shit. Oh, excuse me. Oh. <laughs> oh. close. We oh. we knew what you were talking about, like the Houston Astros. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit different, Chai. Thank you. Uh, There's no debate. Of I hate when we we're... have to drop guys. Like he he drops such a casual curse word. It was so innocuous, but that's we have a, to drop you. That's a great point, though. Rocky is not a Philadelphia movie. I mean, when Rocky took on Drago, he was not representing South Philadelphia. He was representing America. To say that Rocky isn't a Philly movie, you got a statue of the guy outside of one of your greatest landmarks. But isn't he the? Isn't he a great American hero? Yeah, but Apollo Creed was also a great American hero. Yeah, Remember, I, Apollo Creed used no to come out with, with like the, you know, Uncle Sam yeah, outfit. Yeah, how'd that work out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Apollo Creed was also a great American. Yeah, and who was in his corner? Rocky. Yeah, they, they were the great American team there. Well, uh, sort of. They yeah. they underperformed. They were like the uh, that Olympic team that lost. <laughs> <laughs> the 04 <laughs> yeah, they were, men's national team. Um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think Rocky is a Philadelphia movie. By You know, Philadelphia movies... Like Invincible with Mark Wahlberg as a Philadelphia Eagle. That okay, was a well, Philadelphia movie. You guys got to all get on the same page. Because, because Rocky you, is a big, big no, thing. Because you claim Rocky yeah, like we, like you wrote it. You know, <laughs> like you guys claim Rocky for Philly and claim it and claim it. And you're playing at the Eagles games and playing all your games. And now all of a sudden it's a national thing. I'll tell you what, they've never played the Rocky theme at USC, I don't think. Or I'm sure the band has played the Rocky theme. Okay, I've never heard it at a Knicks game. I can only talk about really New York. I've, I don't think Alabama's playing it. Do you? Crimson uh, Tide? No way. I'm sure band, I mean, it's a big song for bands to play. 
I'm sure marching bands have played the Rocky theme. <laughs> okay, the maybe. I'm just saying. It's yeah. it's more associated with Philly. And I guess apparently the U.S. Army, who used to use it as a motivational tool for guys like Jay. I don't know. You you guys, did you guys ever hear the Rocky theme in a non-Philadelphia sporting event? I've I have no idea. You're right. I've never heard it elsewhere, but you I'm assuming. You told us to live bet the Eagles every time that theme comes on. It's yours. It's Philly's. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll take it. But, I mean, you saw him beat Drago. That was not for Philadelphia. That was for all of us, Maggie. <laughs> and we appreciate that. Bogus is here with some headlines. Good morning. Good morning again. Uh, key players going on IR fast and furious this week in the NFL. Colts QB Anthony Richardson is the latest thanks to Sunday's shoulder injury. This means Gardner Minshew gets at least four starts after winning twice in relief already this season. Cardinals running back James Conner went on IR yesterday with a knee injury. Steelers receiver Deontay Johnson's been on IR since week two. He said yesterday he'll be back from his hamstring injury after this weekend's bye. And Chargers running back Austin Eckler says there's a 99% chance he plays one night against the Cowboys. Eckler hasn't played since hurting his ankle in week one. Mm. The AL East sent three teams to the postseason, and uh, one of them won a single game. The Rays and Blue Jays <laughs> swept in the wild card round. The Orioles swept in three in the ALDS. Seven one losers at the Rangers last night. That game was six nothing after two innings. Here's rookie shortstop Gunnar Henderson. Not how you want to end it. Um, I mean, hated it ended that way, but um, there's good that can come out of this. We can use it for fuel for next year and. Um, yeah, just don't want to feel this feeling again. The Rangers now wait on the Astros and Twins. Houston took a 2-1 lead with yesterday's 9-1 victory. Christian Javier survived five walks to throw five scoreless. His postseason ERA is now 1.91 over 37 innings. Okay, the AL East bombed out. Does that make you feel better as a Yankee and Red Sox fan that the other teams did poorly? Does that, you know what I'm saying, is that yes. like a victory in itself? Uh, well, no, because those teams beat you a lot and turns out maybe they're not that great. So I, I, baseball postseason is so weird though. Like the Orioles were objectively a great team. We watched them play. Yeah. Just, you know, the Rangers are hotter. Yeah. Baseball makes no sense, but I feel like this is, if I'm a Yankee fan, I take a little comfort in this to right. see the Rays go all the way would be hard a little, but Yankee fans also still hate the Astros and they're still alive. Ooh, yeah. okay. So they're waiting on that too. They'll take an Astros exit. Yeah, as soon as possible. My, you know, my family, my wife's family is Red Sox fans, and they are just they're so depressed right now, not seeing that team. It's tough. You guys are used to being there. Ah, uh, that's a shame. Yeah, More sweet. Red Sox fan. Can you play "Sweet Carolina" by <laughs> Bug Maggie? Don't. It's my least favorite song besides "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. Whoa. Yeah. Touching hands, reaching out. Touching me, touching you. You know, it sounds like when a crowd does this, it's like, all right, so it sounds like 40,000 perverts all standing together, touching me, touching you, yeah. touching everything. <laughs> I did think of this, though, with your the topic of today about favorite uh, sports themes because I, I saw a clip when West Virginia and Pitt met and West Virginia sings this, I think, between third and fourth quarters. And instead of the bop, bop, bop part, they all as a as a stadium sang Eat Bleep Pitt. Yeah. Which was 
I even showed it to my kids. I thought it was that cool. Inspired. Wow. 12 and yeah. 9. <laughs> wait, wait. We just passed over the fact that Maggie does not like one of the great American songs of all time. Oh, yeah. Journey, Don't Stop Believing. You're the only yeah. person I know who does not like Don't Stop Believing and Ugh. does not enjoy it when it comes on the car radio. It's, what's not to that like? That is enough. No. Uh, don't do it. A couple of beers in the bar. You're not staying along with this? Guys, we're better than this. Well, might be, but still, take exceptions. <laughs> we're definitely not. <laughs> You're not. Wait, how can you not like, first of all, anything Journey does and anything Neil Diamond does are awesome, but everybody loves but the I song. Did like you see the last, the last scene of Sopranos? <laughs> That's part of it. I think it got so crazy overplayed because of Sopranos. It Overplayed. Like, it's we, been a massive hit since 1984. I know. We can't go four minutes without this song coming on the radio. This like is another this. great in-stadium song where this everybody sings yeah. along to this. Yeah, because usually when your team's trailing by two touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Thematically. Uh, this comes on at every Eagles game. And the crowd goes nuts, too. Man, you guys will go nuts for anything. Yeah. Any, are you kidding me? Every song. That's the thing about being at a sporting event. Songs like this that you know since you were a kid. It's a great opportunity to sing them. Sweet Caroline, Don't Stop Believing. I, think, I can't believe you're a hater on stuff like listen, this. Listen, I think I'm just past the point of my life where it's 4 a.m. at the bar, you know, and everyone's last call, just like arms around each other. I think I'm over that part of my life, sadly. Now yeah. I'm bitter about it, yeah. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. God boo. forbid you sit in a bar and have fun and I'll, sing Neil Diamond with your friends. I'll boo myself. Uh, what else we got? Uh, I got to mention again that Dylan Brooks got tossed just 433 into his Rockets preseason debut for hitting <laughs> Indiana's Daniel Tice in the undercarriage as Tice set a screen. Brooks denies the allegations. Flagrant two foul. You got to really know like that a, that a person's doing it on purpose or intentionally, you know, and and that's really going at who I am as a person. So, you know, that ref Mitch, you know, that just shows that he just doesn't, you know, know who I am as a person. He's just going off of based off of what's being said. The corrupt ref in question <laughs> is Mitch Irvin. Mitch. Wait, how, how would Mitch know who Dylan Brooks is as a person? Yeah, by the way, and I love that he called him Mitch. <laughs> it's like, listen, Mitch. <laughs> do, do you you got to be on a first-name basis with the refs. I love last night when the NHL officials said, welcome, Connor, uh, before the Blackhawks game. Bogus, you saw that. Well, yes. Is that a normal thing? Right before face-off, he goes, welcome, Connor, to the NHL. I'm like, there are other new guys here, too. What does he get the special attention for? So the the live mic was new because that mic was popping on during the broadcast as okay. well, like during scrums. I think that's a new maybe ESPN thing. Yeah. But So it was on and ready to go, and I'm sure somebody said, say something clever, the mic's going to be on. Because he said, Sydney, welcome back to Crosby. Oh, I didn't hear that. Okay. And then, Connor, welcome, let's have a good game at showtime when he dropped the puck. I mean, but, what are they, like, handing out superlatives next? Like, Yeah, basically. I don't think the officials should be part of the, uh, you know, cheering squad here. That doesn't sound... But I would like to have Mitch mic for the next time he does a Dylan Brooks game. <laughs> now, to hear what Dylan Brooks and the official talk about, that'd be fun. You know, we have our, our poll-up, best rivalry right now. Yeah. It's Cowboys 49ers, Kelsey versus Rodgers, now Mitch versus <laughs> Mitch. Dylan Brooks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's also that time in the NBA where you're going to have to figure out who's on what team. You're like, Houston's Dylan Brooks against Indiana's uh, Daniel Tice. You, wait, isn't he on the Celtics and isn't Dylan Brooks on the Grizzlies? <laughs> There's going to be a big adjustment period here. Uh, let's check back in with Zion now, who was on the court last night for the first time since hurting his hamstring January 2nd. And I was just playing basketball, to be honest. Oh, thanks. Uh, head coach Willie Green, a little more to say. I thought he was great. He looked good. Um, you know, he, he does what he does. He gets on the floor. He creates contact. 
Uh, his gravity gets guys open looks. That's a new one. His gravity, gravity. gets guys open looks. <laughs> I get that. I get that. I get it. I've just never heard it before. He gets the ball. It's like uh, stones falling towards the ground. Like everybody moves in on him. Watch the game and you'll see it. I, I totally understand that. But he does what he does, Andrew. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, Zion had 12 points. <laughs> Five boards and five assists in 16 minutes. Uh, back to hockey. Number one pick, Connor Bedard, debuting last night in Pittsburgh. Took the opening face of it we just said with Sidney Crosby, who's entering his 19th season. Crosby scored last night. Bedard had an assist and a win for 2 The Vegas Golden Knights raised their Stanley Cup banner, then beat the Kraken 4-1. Uh, and quick back to baseball, something to keep an eye on. Japanese high school baseball star mm-hmm. Rintaro Sasaki, most home runs in high school history in the country, is coming to the States to play college baseball instead of being the likely number one pick in the Nippon professional baseball draft. That gets him into the majors three years from now, theoretically, yeah. as opposed to like seven or eight had he played in Japan, waited to be posted. Wait, Can he pitch, too? No, yeah, he's just he a hit. So, I don't want to hear about it. He gets to the pros faster by choosing to go to an American Because he college. comes here, goes to college, and then after three years, he can be drafted into, into MLB. But if he stays in Japan, they have to put him, you know, make him available. Oh, sorry, why can't he go to a minor league team now? Because he has to be drafted. He has to, well, because you're... If you draft that, him number one you, out of high school, can't he just no, start? I, he's no, not. He's not draft. Fee. Yeah, he, well, no, there is no posting fee, but he's not draft eligible because he's not um, born here. Okay, and where's he going to college? They, we don't know yet. That's an interesting uh, decision. If you're him, like, where do you go to play college baseball? Wherever the NIL money is the most. Good yeah. point, but that's a great point. But it's but the problem is to get NIL money, you need to be a citizen, and even for really? current, yeah, there's a rule about. Wow. You can't for, just have like a visa, a green card. Or something? The visa doesn't let you get paid <laughs> for something that's not connected to what you're. Can't wait, I'm, I'm going to word it correctly. Yeah. But but athletes that are here now. Yeah that are playing on visas are not eligible for NIL money. So like so, all these Australian punters and stuff can't yeah. take any NIL money? So that's another probably legal thing that will come up, but he's not going to come here at right now and cash in on NIL money because he's not. That feels un-American. Well, yeah. you should just do it the old-fashioned way. I mean, college players have been getting paid these 60 years right. leading up to NIL. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His dad will have a tractor in Japan or whatever, but he can't do anything here. Congrats. Here's a suitcase full of cash yeah. for you. Uh, thank you, Andrew Bogish. That is interesting. That is so. There are so many tentacles to that story. You know what it's going to be now? This is going to be a hack that like college football coaches who are the most diabolical will try to get around NIL. Like, But they don't pay the NIL. No, but it's the collective, and it's... I'm assuming the coach. It's not a salary cap. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but it kind of could be, right? You only have so much money in the collection. How many foreign now you got to play- get like German defensive ends and stuff. Yeah, but it's college football. How many real foreign prospects are there? Well, that's what I'm saying. Now you got to go mine the uh, <laughs> Europe and yeah, like uh, Jordan Mailata from from down under. Exactly. I like it. This is so complicated. So this guy, when's he going to be in baseball in the pros? In three, and what years. Are we, three or four years. Well, he can be drafted in three years. Is he going to be good? Uh, he is like. <laughs> Have you scouted an eighteen-year-old Japanese not player? Yet. <laughs> not yet. Jeez, bogus. I just what think uh, Otani's raised the bar so high. I expect some huge Japanese player to splash. Well, He's from Otani's high school, by the way. Oh, there we go. I mean, there's other Japanese guys who are here now who are doing great. Some better than others. Okay, but I need a phenom. I need a like big time. <laughs> Just keep me interested here. <laughs> God God forbid you're not Otani. Perloff's like, I got no use for you. Yeah, you asked, does the guy pitch? That was just a, a relevant question. Uh, 855-212-4CBS. Um, okay, see you guys on the phones. Get back to you in just a moment. We have not gotten to Aaron Rodgers yet. We will do that next.
Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. I just saw footage. Max Scherzer celebrating in the Rangers clubhouse like he's been with the team since 2005. Give me a break. Eight games with the Rangers. He's not even on the postseason roster. He's celebrating like, uh, you know, he's 22-year-old, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Come on. So this is what you have to do now, just root against former Mets. That's <laughs> your baseball fandom in the postseason? Yes, it because is. Because I'd like to see Zach Wheeler celebrating in the Phillies dugout soon, yeah, too. well, they should have never let Zach Wheeler go. We already know that. 855-212-4CBS. Phil's in Pennsylvania wants to weigh in on the great sports debate for today, which is best sports anthem. I said uh, Sirius by the Alan Parsons Project, shorthand the Chicago Bulls theme song. Perloff says Rocky. Good morning, Phil. How are you? Morning, Megan. Morning, Perloff. How are you guys doing today? Great. I think the Rocky theme is basically, you know, unofficially, officially trademark Philadelphia. I mean, I've been to lots of stadiums outside Philadelphia. Not once have I heard mm. the Thank Rocky you. theme because it's basically if you play it, you know, you're basically, you know, you know, giving a nod and paying homage to Philadelphia lore, which they're not going to do. I heard of a poll once of uh, that, you know, they ranked, you know, the number one movie in each state for Pennsylvania. It was Rocky. <laughs> that makes sense. I don't think other, you know, teams want to, you know, pay that respect to Philadelphia because obviously Philadelphia is not liked around the United States in the sports world. Wait, so. obviously. Wait, people don't like Philadelphia? Uh, I know. Is this, are, we, are you finding this out for the first time? But, Phil, everybody loves Rocky, right? You can, even if you hate Philadelphia, if you live in L.A. or something, you've got to love Rocky. Yeah, it's kind of like you not being a Notre Dame fan and liking Rudy. It's like the same thing. Great point. Phil, on point, as usual. Mm. Great to hear from you. Thank you so much. Yes, it's you play Rocky in a different stadium besides someone in Phil, something in Philadelphia. It's like you're endorsing Philadelphia, where in that instance, you don't want to do that. It's a competition. Well, Rudy was a walk-on in Notre Dame. I mean, he never beat 
Clubber Lang. <laughs> he <laughs> never. Rocky was the never, walk on of boxers, you know. Yeah, but he won the heavyweight belt. Rudy had two plays or something. I know, but it's such a good movie. Uh, 855-212-4CBS. They're both great movies, but I think Rocky is so Philly. Uh, let's get to our shot of the day. He shoots. The shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos is brought to you by those who drink it. People like me. Today's shot of the day, a little snapshot of the show, comes from earlier. We we're talking about a new Dallas Cowboys theme, Raising Cane's Restaurant, and it led to this discussion. God impregnates him with these kinds of inspirational speeches. Can I say, like, I could get impregnated by a Raising Cane's lunch order later? <laughs> I mean, can we just start using mm. this in our daily? Thank you. Uh, I don't know if that's the classiest comment you've ever made. I'm just saying, like, are we going to start using impregnate a little bit more than what it actually means? I should have set that up differently. That was Deion Sanders who said that uh, he gets inspiration uh, from God to to tell his team, like, to give them motivational speeches. And he said God impregnates him with uh, ideas for speeches. I think that's the most cringy I've ever been on the show. I heard that <laughs> back when you said I went to get impregnated by a chicken tender. <laughs> you got to admit, out of the, context. I get impregnated by a Raising Cane's lunch order. I said even lunch that, order. I didn't say I, chicken finger. I don't know. Oh, yeah, right. But even so, that just strikes me as wrong. Wait, Maybe very, very wrong. Would have worked better than buy. <laughs> <laughs> now you tell me, Ryan. Um, uh, even that's not great, Ryan. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can we hear the Dion cut just in case nobody heard us from before and you're like, what are these people talking about? This is a Dion uh, from his press conference yesterday talking about, uh, yes, getting inspired by God. Sometimes I don't even go in the meeting room thinking I'm going to give them a message. And it just happens. It just happens. And then, uh, God just impregnates me with something to give to them. <laughs> I'm mm. a child because I can't hear that with a straight face. I didn't know we we're using the word impregnate we're for not. anything besides getting pregnant. Well, Dion can use any word he wants at this point. <laughs> That's true. He's talking about America's favorite person. That would be Dion. He's the new Rocky. But I don't think you're supposed to use impregnate. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Dion's trying to bring it back. Maybe we start, or not bring it back. Maybe he's trying to start a trend. Or we start using impregnate for all different types of things. Yeah, but this idea of having an idea being impregnated, like, hey, what should we talk about on tomorrow's show? Impregnate me with some ideas. (laughs) (laughs) That's wrong. And it's one thing for a guy to say it. For a woman to say it is even more wrong. (laughs) I know, but I'm not your average gal. Uh, Yeah, well, you're married. Don't say impregnate me anything. Just (laughs) leave it. I know. Let's get to Aaron Rodgers. What the f*** is Aaron Rodgers up to today? Technically yesterday. He was on with Pat McAfee, of course. I thought he was pretty honest about a couple things here. One was talking about the trade deadline in the NFL coming up at the end of the month and who's tanking and who's actually trying. The trade deadline is so much more of a thing now in the NFL. And I think it's coming up at the end of this month, right? So you're going to see, just like in baseball... You know, after that all-star break happens, who's uh, selling and who's buying? So basically, who's tanking for Caleb Williams and who's, uh, you know, trying to uh, to make a push here? I mean, Aaron Rodgers, just like us, we're talking about who's tanking for Caleb Williams. I wasn't sure how big of a conversation that'd be in, like, an actual NFL locker room, but he's uh, kind of admitting that... He was in an NFL locker room? He was visiting one yesterday? What are you talking about? He's basically in the media right now. <laughs> <laughs> but he's giving insight as an 
active professional athlete. He's not an active professional athlete. He's a rehabbing professional. He could be. Athlete. A, he should. You know what? He should have done the second he tore his Achilles. He should have just joined one of the networks and done a season because he's so good at analyzing things. Football. Football. Let me be clear about that. Yeah. Yeah. When, uh, he, when he gets out of his lane, it's a little different. But I don't even know if he's absolutely right. Because we say in theory, we write a lot of articles. And I have to look at last year. I don't even remember. Is is the NFL trade deadline really becoming the MLB trade deadline? Or are we trying to wish that into existence? That's a good question. I think Caleb Williams being the sort of pot of gold at the end of the rainbow is maybe enticing people to talk about it more. Like, yeah, hey, you've got absolutely. this guy sitting here. You know, If you're going to be mediocre, you might as well just be really bad. I said it earlier in the show, there's nine teams who people are saying should tank. You have to realize all those head coaches are fighting for their lives and want to win. They're not tanking. Tennessee is not tanking. Uh, but should they be? Uh, Aaron Rodgers also talking about Jordan Love coming off a three-interception performance against the Raiders. Listen, there's going to be growing pains. I had growing pains my rookie year. Uh, we all go through it. Uh, he's going to be just fine. Like I said, he's a great kid. they got a young team. They've had some injuries. Aaron Jones has been out the last few weeks. He's a dynamic player. I would just say to the Packer fans, just take some deep breaths. You know, just trust uh, you know, trust this kid. He's a great kid. He cares about it. He's going to be around for a while, and they're going to get it fixed. I feel like oh, Rodgers is more complimentary to the Packers now that he's not on the Packers yeah. than he was when he was actually playing for them. But that was classic, his version of R-E-L-A-X. Mm-hmm. It's a great point. I mean, he... He did that many times in Green Bay where the sky was falling. He just walked in the press conference and said, you guys all got to chill. And he was almost always right. So that makes me feel much better about my guy, Jordan Love. Yeah, I mean, a little different when it's Rodgers throwing to Devontae Adams. Maybe you can R-E-L-A-X. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure Devontae was there for R-E-L-A-X. Uh, he, actually, he might not have been. That, I mean, was, he that did might it. have still been Jordy Nelson. He and, did it for – it might have been Devontae, but he always did that. Like, basically, they would lose and we do what we do. Everybody overreacts. He's like, this team is good. It made me... Did you feel a little something for Jordan Love there? Maybe it's going to all work out? Rodgers, there's like an institutional knowledge that he had done it before. We've never seen Jordan Love do anything. And also, Rodgers says nice things about Zach Wilson. Right, so how good is his analysis, really? We'll see. Just kidding. 855. I'm not going to give out the number because we got to go. Thank you to Ryan Hickey. Thank you to Pete Pilotti, Andrew Kaplan, Andrew Bogish, Weedos and coffee drinkers and callers. Everyone, great job today. Thank you so much. See you tomorrow. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
hearts. <laughs>